So imagine getting that gift you really wanted to get on Christmas morning. It's right there in your hand, but you don't even unwrap the gift. You just leave it sitting there. Maybe in some ways, that's what we do with the Eucharist. This is Truth Pop with Jake and Kathy, a Catholic take on faith and culture. culture. I'm Jake. And I'm Kathy. Welcome to another episode of Truth Pop, giving you a Catholic take on faith and culture, helping you to live out your faith in modern day society. So last week, we were able to go to the Seek 24 conference with over 22,000 people there, mostly being college students. We also had the opportunity to interview Dr. Edward Shree, who is one of the founding members of Focus. In talking to Dr. Shree, we got into the source and summit of our faith, the greatest gift that we could ever get. That's the gift of the Eucharist. See, like a few years ago, this Pew study came out that found that seven out of 10 Catholics don't believe in the true presence of the Eucharist. So now something is gonna be going on this next summer that's going to help to change the hearts and minds of Catholics around the country to better understand the gift of the Eucharist. We're going to talk to Dr. Shree about that in this episode. Check out the interview now. We are here with Dr. Edward Shree at Seek 24 in St. Louis. Dr. Shree is a founding member of FOCUS, the Fellowship of Catholic University Students, and the Senior Vice President of Apostolic Outreach for FOCUS. Dr. Shree, we'd love to talk to you about an exciting event going on in the church right now, and that's Eucharistic Revival. So first we want to ask you, what does the church teach about the Eucharist, and why is it the source and summit of our faith? Okay, so a lot there. So the Eucharist, at the heart of this, uh, I always like to break it down in three ways. So we understand three aspects of the Eucharist. The Eucharist as sacrifice, the Eucharist is real presence, the Eucharist is holy communion. Um, let me start with the uh, one that's the, the the one I think most people would would have some semblance of, and that is the real presence of Jesus in the Eucharist. We all have a sense of reverence that we go in, we genuflect, we make the sign of the cross, and we enter into a church because we're we're reverencing that God is there, and that's what we believe as Catholics. That when the priest takes the bread and wine at the at the mass, and he pronounces those words of Jesus from the Last Supper, those words of consecration, "This is my body, this is my blood." We believe that the bread and wine are actually really changed. They're changed into the body and blood of Christ. Now, it's not just a symbol. It's not just a reminder. No, no, there, it really is Jesus. Now, I want to be clear. It's, it's the outward appearances all, all remain the same. It still looks like bread, tastes like bread, smells like bread. If you were to take the con- consecrated host and put, I always like to say you put it under a microscope, it, you're not going to see Jesus cells, <laughs> you know, or, or a divine kidney there. No, no, it's, it, it's going to have all the chemical properties of bread and wine. But underneath those outward appearances, Jesus is really there. And and this is like so important for us to realize that when we receive Holy Communion, which is the second aspect of the Eucharist, uh, we're not just receiving, again, a piece of bread. We're not just receiving a reminder of Jesus or Jesus is just vaguely, you know, kind of present to me. No, no, no. This is my God. His very body, blood, soul, and divinity is dwelling within me, which is why those moments after Holy Communion are so important. That when I come back to the pew after receiving Holy Communion, it's not time to look around and see who's there and what they're wearing or to think about the donuts afterwards. No, 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 this is the time to really just focus on talking to Jesus, thanking him. My God, the God of the universe is dwelling within me. You know, like he dwelt in Mary's womb physically, you know, in Mary's womb for those nine months. 
the child Jesus, uh, that same Jesus is dwelling within me sacramentally. So I want to reverence that time afterwards, you know. So real presence, holy communion, that's the second aspect. And then the third aspect that's really not well understood today is that of the Eucharist is sacrifice, that this, uh, the Eucharist is a, a making present of the sacrifice of Christ on the cross. Now, where does that come from? Jesus says at the Last Supper, this is my body, this is my blood, my body being offered up for you, my blood being poured out for, you, for your forgiveness of sins. All of that's like language from the temple sacrificial system which is about offering up the lamb and or the animals and sacrifice. And Jesus is identifying himself as that lamb that's being sacrificed. But then he says, do this in memorial of me, which in the biblical Jewish mindset, memorial means to make present. It's not just to remember, but they really believe that the past events that they would memorialize were mystically, spiritually, but really made present to you. So for example, when they celebrate the Passover, they celebrate it as a memorial they believed that when they did that, that they were at one with Moses and Aaron and all the original people in that exodus, that they were in, in unity with that uh, original founding event of their nationhood. So when Jesus says, do this as, as a memorial of me, he's saying, do what? Do the offering of my body, the, uh, the pouring out of my blood. Do that. Make that present. In other words, his sacrifice of his body and blood is made present to us. Why? So that we can participate in it. Because Jesus, what he does for us on the cross, isn't something that he just did a thousand, you know, 2,000 years ago and it's all done. No, no. What he did, he wants to reproduce in our hearts. He wants to teach us to love like he loves. Because on the cross, we see the fullness of God's love. And that love that he reveals is a love that he wants to write on our own hearts. So if I want to love and be a better husband in my marriage, I need the sacrifice of the Eucharist, sacrifice of the Mass. If I want to be a better dad to my kids... So I can be patient and, and gentle and forgiving and, and generous like Jesus was on Good Friday. I need the sacrifice of the Mass that's made present to me at every Eucharist so that I can give my life and love to God and the people in my life. I'd love to just briefly hear about the Eucharistic revival that is scheduled July twenty or July seventeenth through the twenty first in Indianapolis. This is a call from the U.S. bishops to help people to remember the importance of the Eucharist. So, for people who have never heard about this event, how can they learn more, and and why should they come? Yeah, I think they can go just search online for Eucharistic Congress. It's going to be lots of great uh, resources there. I'm so excited. I did a podcast all on this recently, and I, I'm going to be one of the speakers there. So I'll be giving one of the keynotes. I'll be doing a breakout session. So I'm thrilled. I can't wait. There's going to be tens of thousands of people from all over the United States. They're doing a Eucharistic procession from four corners of the United States that will end in Indianapolis. And so that's where the event will be. Uh, but the revival is to spark a renewal in our faith in the Eucharist. And the U.S. bishops, years ago, I served on the uh, initial, an initial committee as they were you know, looking at the, the, the strategic planning for this. They understood well that this is the center of our faith, but most Catholics don't really understand the Eucharist. You know, the two-thirds of Catholics don't believe in the real presence. They just think it's a symbol. That's a challenge today. So we need to rekindle people's uh, faith in the Eucharist, their devotion to the Eucharist. And so parishes around the country, dioceses around the country have been running all these programs, initiatives to try to draw people to a better catechesis, helping parents understand the Eucharist better so they can teach their children better. This has been happening the last year and a half, but it's all going to culminate with this great Congress this summer in Indianapolis. And uh, every, you, you all need to be there. If you're listening to this 
and you want to be a faithful Catholic and grow in your faith, join the bishops as they all come together. We haven't done a Eucharistic Congress in the United States since I think it's been over 75 years, maybe, you know, so it's been a long time. Uh, so this is a unique, probably once in a lifetime opportunity to see the church as a whole. You're going to see people from all specters of the, all, all sections of the United States, all coming out to worship our Lord in the Eucharist. There'll be great talks. There'll be opportunities for a procession, time for it to live our faith in the Eucharist. Uh, but it's so inspiring when you're with tens of thousands of other people and worshiping Jesus. Cannot wait, July 17th through the 21st, the National Eucharistic Revival. And you can check out their website to get more information. But Dr. Shree, thank you so much for all the work you do with Focus and your podcast, All Things Catholic. Just really appreciate your time today. Thanks so much for having me. God bless. That was Dr. Edward Shree, a founding member of Focus, talking about the greatest gift of our faith, the Eucharist. And again, we do encourage you to check out the Eucharistic Revival. There's great videos and resources on the website right now where you can learn more about the teachings on the Eucharist. Uh, and then again, the National Eucharistic Congress, that's that week-long event that's going to be going on in July, July 17th through the 21st in Indianapolis. And you can learn more at eucharisticcongress.org. Um, babe, it really is just the most important thing that we have as Catholics. And I think, you know, that when people ask us, well, why are you Catholic? Like that really is the reason. Like there's no other faith that truly believes that Jesus comes to us, body, blood, soul, and divinity in the Eucharist. And I, I just think it's it's something when we really take to heart how much of a gift it is, it really changes our whole perspective in life. And I think it makes us want to do more. It makes us hunger for Jesus. And it reminds us that we can turn to him every single day of our lives and receive him worthily. And uh, it, it really is just truly a gift. So let's just pray about that. Um, let's ask Jesus to increase our love for him in the Eucharist. And if we're struggling, if we're having doubts, uh, let's take that to prayer and say, God, like, show me who you are. Help me to understand. Help me to trust. And I think that God's really going to do amazing things this year with the National Eucharistic Revival. Um, but it starts with each and every single one of us asking Jesus to show himself more intimately in our hearts so that we can have a greater love for him and for souls. Yeah, I completely agree with you that this is something so special that we could easily take for granted. Jesus comes to us in such a humble way and he truly is present. And I literally need to remind myself every time before I receive Holy Communion, I, I pray a specific prayer to remind myself and also to give Jesus that reverence. And I can share that prayer with you now because you know, it helps me. So maybe it'll help you. So what I pray before I receive communion is, Jesus, I believe that you are truly present, body, blood, soul, and divinity. And I believe that receiving you now has enough grace to make me into a saint and to make miracles happen. I give myself fully to you in this Eucharist and I receive anything you want to give to me. And Lord, I pray for true communion with you at this time. It just really shows how much Jesus really does love us, right? And Father Mike Schmitz gave this great talk 
Uh, look it up on YouTube. It's called The Hour That Will Change Your Life. And he essentially says, well, for people who wonder, why can't I see Jesus in the Eucharist? Why does it still look like bread, even though we believe that it's truly him present in the Eucharist? And Father Mike says, it's because of Jesus's profound love that he knows that if we actually were to see him right there in front of us, we would be scared. We'd run away. We'd want to hide. But Jesus is so humble and he doesn't show his true self so that we could come to him as little children and receive him worthily and trust to know that he's transforming us into his image, that we can take him into the world and be his presence and be his light. And when we truly understand that Jesus truly is there in the Eucharist, again, it changes our life. It makes us want him so much more. And I, I just pray that you don't take that gift for granted, that maybe starting today, starting tomorrow, go to mass. And if it's been a while since you've been to mass, if 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 you feel like, you know, maybe you have some sin that is keeping you from receiving Jesus in the Eucharist, go to confession and then you'll feel that glow. You'll feel that lightness so that you can receive him and, and have that greater bond with him and know that he loves you so much. He wants to be closer to you than ever before. This is Truth Pop. 